You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Discover what it means to be the church in week four of the Apostles' Creed. Today we are right now in the fourth installment of our Apostles' Creed, and I hope that you're encouraged for the past few weeks that indeed uh, there are things that we uh, profess that is anchored in God's Word. And the reason why uh, the Creed was created in order for us to look back on our historic faith that is anchored in God's Word. Because in our believing, okay, uh, will uh, cause us to walk in uh, the right living. That at the end of the day, the reason why we're transformed because we're coming from the right theology. And some of you here, probably you're not for the right theology because you think that uh, it's kind of deep. No, it's not. Okay, the mere fact that you do understand that Jesus Christ is the only Savior. You have the right theology. You believe that God uh, is composed of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have the right theology. And if you have the right theology, you can uh, fully appreciate and have the right grasp of what the Word of God is. So before we uh, open the Bible, and read okay the topic for today i want to read right here okay the creed for the past few weeks and i hope that uh, you're acquainted and are fully acquainted with this the apostles creed it says right here i believe in god the father all creator of heaven and and i love that 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 is the first installment of our uh topic about uh three four weeks ago that we believe in the father who is almighty Yes, He is almighty, all-powerful, and yet He became personal. Isn't it amazing? That out of 13 billion gods, most of the gods, in fact, all of the gods in this planet would opt to stay where they are so that we reach out to what? Who they are. And we, 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 we uh, do everything in order for uh, them to welcome us and accept us, but not with Christ. That Christ was forsaken so that we can be forgiven. The God that we serve came into this planet to be what? To be with us. This is why roughly about two, three weeks ago, we, we said that I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our, who was conceived by the, and born of the virgin. He suffered under was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. About a week ago we did talk about, I believe in the Holy Spirit. How many of you here appreciate our topic on the Holy Spirit? That Christ came to be with the Father, but He did not live us all for ourselves. That He gave us the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you right now, Okay, I can't even imagine how the Lord will change my life. How many of you here, you appreciate that God changed your life? Amen. Amen. You are at times surprised. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you're shocked. Okay, that you're changed. And that is something that I always would thank God for uh, what He has done in my life. Next month, I will be uh, probably 24 years of being a follower of Christ. I celebrated my birthday roughly about a week ago, March 3, with Yaya Dub, and it was amazing, okay? And next month, I'll, I'll be uh, celebrating my walk with God. I want to look back on how the Lord has been so good to me. It's not a perfect life, but one thing I know, okay? God was there every step of the way. The promise is true that God will not leave us nor forsake us. So we believe in the Holy Spirit, and from the very uh, beginning, where I handed my life over to God, God was there for me. So don't you ever tell me right now that uh, indeed God is nowhere to be found. You just don't feel it. But I'm telling you right now, He will not leave us. This is why it is important that we walk according to what the Spirit wants. Because at the end of the day, based on your devices and look at the person on your left or on your right, that person is limited. But in Christ, we are limitless. Amen? And today we'll talk about the Holy Catholic Church. 
So if you're Catholic here or Roman Catholic, we're not against you. We love you. And probably you're actually, see, you're also Catholic, okay? We will talk more about it, okay? Because the word Catholic came from the word universal. But we will elaborate more of it. Uh, and the communion of saints, the forgiveness of the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen and amen. In fact, the mere fact that we recite the creed because this is a declaration that we adhere that Christ is the Savior, that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we believe in a triune God. This is why I'm so excited because about a week ago we did talk about that indeed we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit that we need to be filled in order for us to do the will of God. It is impossible for you to love your husband, love your wife without the help of the Holy Spirit. You can love him for two months, but after 10 years, that's another story. Do you understand? You can be generous for about a week, but to be generous every single day of your life, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the question that you always and you will always ask yourself, what uh, is it uh, in for me? Or what can I take from doing what God is calling me to do? And at the end of the day, we're not just for the taking. We want to obey God. This is why I'm fully convinced that today will help you clarify certain things that will help you appreciate that what we believe is not just a declaration, but it comes from the Word of God. In fact, okay, the creed that we are what? We are part of that Catholic Church and the communion of saints, okay, dates back in 200 AD. And this is, was written about 200 AD, and the Catholic faith began with Pope Leo the Great in 440 AD onwards. So the Apostles' Creed was written before the Roman Catholic Church. This is why it is important that we are accurate in our research and in our exegesis of God's word. Okay, that's a deep word right there. Because we want you to know that more than just, okay, what people profess, that we have a religion that is global and we're bigger than anyone else, is something probably that is accurate, but the goal of the gospel is not just to be within the bounds of a specific sect or denomination. The gospel is Catholic. It is universal. There's a reason why the word Catholos from the Greek word known as whole speaks of one thing. It speaks of universality. So when you say Catholic, it speaks of the universal faith that everybody is included, regardless of your color, your smell, your height, regardless of your language. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with our one-to-one booklet. How many of you here have seen our one-to-one booklet, the starting point of how you can possibly grow in your walk with God? We talk about salvation, lordship, repentance. How many of you here are familiar with our one-to-one booklet? It has been translated in Russian and, and Chinese, Nihama, Japanese, Arigato Magasaima. I mean, we, we, we have translated all of this in Vietnamese. Okay? Uh, and, and, and someday, I hope that uh, each and every language would have their own version of our one-to-one booklet. We have it in Bahasa, Indonesia. Why? Because the gospel is not just for a specific group of people. It is for everyone because Christ f- came for everyone. You understand? So the concept of Christ is not just for him to start a religion, but a religion based on what? On faith that is not nebulous, but relational. Now, I don't know if you're familiar or you appreciate uh, the social media. How many of you here, you have a Facebook account? Facebook account. If you don't have a Facebook account, you're not a Christian. (laughs) Kidding. Okay. I know you're busy, okay? But I, I, I love Facebook. How many of you here, you love Facebook? 
You love Facebook? It wastes so much time. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's, it's in fact, okay, uh, making you less uh, productive. But, but Facebook, okay, if used for, for the right reason and for the right purpose, it would be beneficial, whether that's for your business or for our ministry. But to make a long story short, okay, uh, I don't know if you're familiar that, that every time that you, you check uh, um, and, and you log into your Facebook account, you, you, have, you, you, you have so many friends that you know of but know nothing about. That you know everyone but not someone. That you have 1,500 friends but if you come to your senses and you ask yourself, do I know someone or I know something about someone? And that is what we miss nowadays. That we have a lot of people in our list, but we don't have authentic relationships. Man, you, you, you know your, in fact, your wife or your brother through Facebook, okay? You don't interact with your wife, you don't interact with your husband, eyeball to eyeball, and you don't interface with them personally, but, but you, 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 you communicate through your messenger account, okay? I don't think that's healthy. And this is why the church was provided in order for us to have a clear understanding that we have a relational God. That God doesn't want to just classify you to be part of an organization. God wants to have a personal, say the word personal, customized relationship with you. How many of you here, you've, you've experienced a, a customized, uh, 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 probably clothing? You, you went into a, a, a shop and, and somebody measured uh, uh, your waistline. It's, it's supposedly it should be 36, but, but you're, you're trying to push for the whole idea. It's 34, and, and, and you have to be set free from that because the truth will set you free. But, but, but it feels so good, okay? Uh, that, that, that Christ came not just to start uh, an organization, not just to start a church or, or a group of people. He came here to gather everyone, call everybody, and He wants to be personal. And that is something that we've missed because some people go, go to church... Okay, because they they need to comply to the religious duty. You're missing the point. Some of you here, you don't want to go to church once in a while because uh, uh, you can log into our website and listen to the message. That's not church. Do you understand? Because the word church, more than just a building, it is a gathering of people. This is why the Apostles' Creed has validated that the Holy Catholic Church and the communion of saints, okay, has a deeper meaning. When the, the, the phrase is used, Holy Catholic Church, just like what I mentioned, that it speaks of its universality, and you belong to a bigger family. So if you're uh, in this room right now, gathered and are worshiping God, there is another church out there in India, gathering and are worshiping the Lord. There are people right there in China that are part of the underground church worshiping God. And we can have a lot of, of methods on how we go about church services. But I'm telling you right now, in the eyes of God, we're one and the same. And God is pleased with our worship. Amen. The problem with us is that at times we put so much premium and value on the church that we are part of. That I'm from Victory, you're from another church, we're better than you. I'm telling you right now, we're not. We're saved by the grace of God. I hope that when we go out there exposed to other Christians, we serve them, that we love them, that we learn from them. I know that indeed victory has gained so much success, but without the grace of God, we can't pull this one off. 
This is why we are thankful that as we honor God and make disciples, we would always give glory to what the Lord has done in us, for us, and through us. Because the church is not built by great pastors and great men of God. Yes, the Lord used people like us, but I'm telling you right now. We want you to know that the church, okay, and the author of the church is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible speaks clearly, and I tell you, are Peter, and on this, look at the person in your right, tell the person rock. Okay, that but rock, okay. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It is important that we realize that the rock in Matthew 16, 18 is not Peter. But the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus Christ is the foundation of everything that we do, everything that we do revolves around who He is. Amen. So everything that we do in victory is to honor Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because the church is part of the coming kingdom of God. The gates of Hades cannot prevail over it. I will build my church. Who will build the church? The pastors, amen. No, Jesus. Who will build your life? Jesus. Not your husband, not your wife. Jesus. How many of you here are thankful that Jesus is in control? Yes. Of our church. And he is at the center of? Center of it? All. Jesus. Do you understand? Do you want me to sing? <laughs> and and he's, 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 he's going to build a church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is why the word ecclesia, okay, is from a Greek word known as assembly of those have been called out. So you're not just an assembly, you're not just a church. In fact, a lot of people will misquote that every time that they would say that they want to go to church, you're not just going to a facility. Technically, you are the church. Gathered together, you are an assembly called by God. And this is powerful and amazing. Amazing. Do you understand? Ecclesia, okay, means an assembly of those who have been called out of uh, the world to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And how many of you here are thankful that of all your relatives, they're better than you? God opted to handpick you. The people that are part of our family, their time will come. But the question I have been asking myself, Lord, there are great people in my family. Why did you opt for me? I can't even answer that question. But I'm thankful that I'm part of this family and I'm going through the process of change and transformation and God will be with me every step of the way and I can't help but enjoy my relationship with God. And this is a beautiful picture that God came into this planet, called out, okay, and invited all of us into His family. If you read roughly Ephesians chapter 2, it gives us a, a, a picture that we used to be rebellious. Now we're in Christ. We're submitted to Him. So this is in fact a picture of everybody in this room that came from the world. A picture of how powerful the gospel is. Amen. Through the church. So if we're preaching the gospel here every Sunday. And if you are what, sharing the gospel to your family member. Okay. You are the church. So you can do the works of the ministry still. Not just every Sunday. Do you understand? Look at the person on your left. That is a church. The passage that we will read is in fact the byproduct of what Paul is trying to convey. That Ephesians chapter 2 talks about our salvation. 
that Christ died and resurrected and our salvation is not gained through our good works. It is because of what Jesus did on the cross. And in the middle of the chapter tells us that salvation is available not just for the Jews, not just for the Gentiles, but for each and every person. Amazing. So this is the picture of Ephesians chapter 2. And I want to read right here in verse 19. That after the message that the gospel is for everyone and nobody's exempted, this was uh, the parting words in chapter 2. Verse 19, so then you are no longer... Verse 19, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Look at the person on your right. Does he look like an alien? Bring me to your master. <laughs> but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the, of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. The passage is simple. Christ is really at the center of everything that we do. This is why I'm thankful that God has clearly laid out that for this to succeed, you need me at the center of everything. Before we dive into the heart of our message, can we just bow our, our heads right now and, and just dedicate this moment to God? Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment, Panginoon. We are delighted that you are communicating to us, Lord God, through the preaching of your gospel. And today, I pray that you give each and every person a picture, Lord God, of what a church should be based on how you went about loving us, Lord God. Lord, we don't have anything, Lord God, that, is, that, will, that, will, that will cause you to gravitate to us, Lord God, and love us. And yet, Lord God, you went out of your way to love us. That's the picture, Lord God, of how we need to interact with the world. And through the church, Lord God, I, I do pray that we can love the people in this gathering, that we can love the people in this room, that we can love people outside of this room. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Wow. Ephesians chapter 2, let me read it again. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, okay? But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of that we are part of the family of God. That you have been invited by the Lord. Set you apart. Okay? From the crowd. And I know that as you continue to grow in your walk with God, it is amazing to experience and know that God handpicked us. And some of us here, just like me, it has been my problem for quite some time because I came from a dysfunctional family. I was born out of wedlock. I was a product of rejection. And this is one of the things that liberated me, that the Lord invited me into His household. My parents did not plan, okay, my arrival in this planet. But you know what? God planned it from the very beginning. Though the world might forsake me, in Christ I'm accepted. This is why all of you here, you might be a product of rejection, but in the eyes of God, you're invited. In the eyes of God, you're accepted. You are part of the household of the believers. Amen. This is why the Holy Catholic Church is holy. Because we're perfect. Amen. No. Because we're nice. No as well. People think being holy is just being meek or peaceful. But these are just manifestations and the product of what a holy person is. A holy person is somebody set apart. When you're holy, you're not just somebody who looks peaceful. 
okay, and nice and appealing. That's not what holiness is. That's the product of holiness. But if you understand that you are set apart by God, dedicated for His purposes, you will not live in sin. Am I correct? Holiness is not just a person who's not living a life of sin. But a person who knows that I'm dedicated for the purposes of God. That I'm reserved and preserved. Women, you're preserved for the purposes of God. So I hope that you do understand your value. That you just don't give yourself away to anyone. Because more than just being preserved for your lifetime partner, after tying the knot, that you are solely preserved for the purposes of God. How many of you here are amazed? That all of us has a calling. All of us has a mission. All of us are set apart for the purposes of the Lord. Your life has a purpose. Because a person who doesn't have a purpose is a dead man walking. Try to remove purpose from man and he will die. And if you do understand your purpose, you will live life. No matter how hard life can be, you will live life with satisfaction. Because you know why God has created you. And you know why you exist in this planet? There are times people might reject you and might, might, might malign you and say negative things against you. Your value in the eyes of God remains the same. You are called by God. Pastor, I'm not a college graduate. I don't care. You're called by God. Pastor, I came from a poor family. I don't care. God called you. Set you for a reason. Set you for a purpose. Pastor, I'm not good looking. Just like Pastor Chico. I don't care. You have a purpose. Pastor, we're in the same boat. I, I, I'm having a hard time growing my hairs. I mean, we're in the same boat. Pastor, I'm too old and the devil tells me I'm too old. If you're young, the devil will tell you you're too young. I don't think God can use me. I'm just a housewife. You know, my, my wife has been sick and prayed for her for the past two days. It's not easy to be a housewife. The Lord rebuked me big time. I thought it's easy. But I'm telling you right now, with four kids, I'm telling you right now. I don't know how I survive. But I told the Lord, Lord, heal my wife. I don't want to live in this house. Do you understand? Because even in the Old Testament, it's validated right here, chapter 4, verse 10. How on the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, gather the people to me. God wants to gather us. So every Sunday, we're gathered here for the purpose of... Of what? Of hearing the pastor? Partly, but for the purposes of God. The reason why you're here every Sunday, because you want to amplify and make a big deal out of your calling that you're set apart. So I want to hear the word. I want to feed my faith so I can do what the Lord has called me to do. Do you understand this? So if you're here right now in your agenda, I want to go to church so that I would be blessed. I have nothing against it. But remember, when you go out of this uh, room, that life out there outside of this room is a what? A mission field. You will face people that you will not like and you will not love and it will, will hurt you. I'm surrounded by, by pastors and I realize our pastors here are, are, are Christians, okay? And of course, okay? <laughs> but when you go out there, I'm telling you right now, the world that we live in is... is totally evil. And I'm not here to tell you that, that people are evil. I, 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 I used to be one. And what causes me to engage the world, because I know that it is just a matter of time 
that the Lord will call them, set them up, set them apart for His purposes. And here, they're gathered that I may let them hear my words. The reason why, even the whole Old Testament, they celebrate hearing God's word. Every Sunday, we celebrate hearing God's word. Amen. The word of God is preach so that they may learn to fear me all the days that ye, they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Not just in the New Testament, not just here in Victory. There is kids' church in the Old Testament. And I do pray, parents, that we should lock our arms, that we just don't trust our children with what? With our, with our, with our program here in Victory. The first thing I realized as a minister, that all kids needs a pastor. Amen. All kids needs a pastor. And his name is Dad. Do you understand this? Her name is Mom. And I want to be honest with you, this is just between a thousand of us. Your children are not my priority. My kids are my priority. And I know you're not offended by that. So when it comes to church, are you growing your walk with God? That you're not just attending here and coming to this gathering. You know that God, I need to grow as a father. I need to mature. I've got four kids who, in fact, is using me as the reference of who God is. They don't see God. They see me. So I know I'm not perfect, but I need to grow in my understanding of God. In the same chapter that we've read a while ago in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. So then you're no longer strangers and aliens. You're not away from the family of God. You're not isolated, but you are fellow citizens. Say fellow. This is why we're holy, because we, we are in a citizenship set apart called for the glory of God. And when you say citizens and no longer aliens, that we are included in the family of God. How many of you here, you're thankful that before you used to be God's enemy and now you are God's child? Amen. Amen. That God took the wrath of the Father on the cross so that you are invited into His family. This is why the Catholic Church is not just holy, but the Catholic Church, just like what I mentioned, is universal. It knows no bounds. It crosses boundaries, whether you're Chinese or, 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 or really Russian or American or Filipino, whether you're, 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 you're Bisaya, Ilongo, Ilocano. I mean, how many Ilocano in the house? Bumper to bumper. Anybody here? How many of you here are from the Visayan area? Come on now. Wow. Only the three, three of us. Okay. Uh, how many of you here, your family's from Mindanao? I mean, we have people from, from Mindanao. The reason why I'm saying this, because the gospel is not just isolated to a specific religion. Kamilang. Now, I'm not here to judge you whether you're going to heaven or not. God knows that. But let me show me your fruits, and I will tell you. By telling you this, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone. I need Christ than any of you here. And my righteousness is the byproduct of my relationship with God. This is why when Christ came, He did not only establish a church that would represent His agenda and His religion. He came here to relate with us. He became man to relate with you and me. If you are a horse, He would become a horse. Yeah, that's a funny illustration, but you're human. Your behavior should be one. This is why... I hope that when you say Catholic, it connotes only one idea. That you are part of a church that will welcome, invite, 
everybody. In victory, everybody's welcome. If you're perfect, you're not welcome. Because at the end of the day, we are only for imperfect people. And if you're here right now, and you've been hopping and moving from different churches because you're looking for a perfect church, once you do, join that church as an imperfect person, joining a perfect church will make that church imperfect. Do you understand? So when you say universal, that after uh, the Holy Spirit fell on, on the disciples and the apostles in Acts chapter 2, they went and, and the Holy Spirit propelled them to go outside. And you know the mission, right? That I will fill you with my spirit. You go to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the world, right? And this is the history of the church. The Peter went to the Jews. Paul went to the Gentiles. Jude and Bartholomew. Bart, okay? Started in Armenia. Thomas started uh, the church in India. James in Spain. Andrew to Russia. Philip in North Africa. Matthew in Persia and Ethiopia. And the churches. Three churches that was famous during the time are faceless. Which they planted Alexandria, Rome, and Antioch. Because this venture of making a difference and the purpose of making an impact is not only for pastors, disciples, and apostles. It's for everybody. For the church came to be because people like you went out of their way. It is my prayer for each and every one of us that you will rejoice and be thankful that you're set apart by God in and for His purpose. And you're part of a universal ministry and church where everybody is included. And Holy Catholic Church, we're one. I know a lot of you here might question, are we really one pastor? We have different denominations. We have Green Hills Christian Fellowship. We have Christ Commission Fellowship. Some of you here, you, you find it a picture that we're not really united. You're, you're getting it all wrong. The reason why we have different churches, we belong to one body, we have because we have different mission on a specific call that God has placed in our ministry. And that is something that you, you, will, you will learn as you grow in victory. That we exist to honor God, make disciples through church planting, okay, world missions, and campus ministry. That's, that's what the Lord is, is, is brewing in our midst. So if this is what the Lord is, is doing in, in this planet, we are only a speck. We're not the church. We're part of the body. We're functioning and we're helping the body. Work side by side with other ministries to win the city of, of, of Muntinlupa or the, the rest of the Philippines. We're just following what God is calling us to do. So when you see a Christian from another church, bless that person. Because you belong to the same body. In victory, we shout, we worship. Some of you here are just worshiping God solemnly. I don't really care. As long as the, as long as the heart is right. And is centered on Christ. And they believe in a triune God. That Jesus is 100% man, 100% God, and He's the Savior of the world. I don't really care if their worship is not the way we worship God. We welcome them. We love them. We care for them. Because that's the church of Jesus Christ. This is why we are indeed holy, Catholic, and one. That outside of this uh, 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 congregation and outside of this gathering, there are other churches. And we want to lock arms with them to win the world. Amen. How many of you here, you know Christians from other churches? Do you care for these people? I mean, you meet some of them and they would compare notes with you. Just keep your mouth shut. Just thank them. Bless them. Alam niyo sa victory, talaga pang ano lang yan eh. Pang artista. Of course. But, 
it might sound positive or negative, just tell them, thank you. I bless your church. I bless your pastor. Some of them, they would gossip about their pastor and their church. Correct them in a nice way. Tell them, you know what? The reason why they're like that because you don't pray for them. If you're coming to Victor because you're frustrated from, your, from, from, from the church that you used to attend, it is just a matter of time that we will offend you. The problem is not even the group that you're part of. Yes, there are things that need to be corrected. But at the end of the day, it's like marriage. You want to hop from different relationships, wanting to correct the other party, which you know in your heart you're the problem. So you have to correct your heart. And that is also my prayer, that the Lord will correct my heart so I can serve this ministry. And in the same chapter, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, that Jesus Christ is our foundation. I have mentioned this over and over again, that no one, no pastor, no ministry, no one in this church should be elevated. And some of us here, if you are a volunteer or just a mere attendee, because you've been coming to church and you've been giving to this church, I hope you will not be offended, but my goal is to offend you. My point is, you feel at times, without you knowing and you're not conscious, nilulukuban po kayo ng masamang espirito, nagiging entitled tayo. When I say entitled, is that, uh, uh, that's my seat. You need to comply to, to what I want, pastor. This is what I want, so you do it. Some of us were like that in this church. Are you doing this for victory? Or, or you're, are you doing this for this church? Or are you doing it for the Lord Jesus Christ? Because at the end of the day, everything that, do, that we do should spring from what? from the author and perfecter of our faith. The reason why the foundation of this church and everything that we do, okay, is centered in, uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ because this is our cornerstone. He is our foundation. He is the source of what? Of everything that we do. And everything that we do should always and always please the Lord. Let me continue. That He is Christ Jesus our cornerstone. What do you mean by cornerstone? That when you remove the cornerstone, everything will fall apart. This is why we're not putting everything that we do on a specific person alone. That uh, The pastors that we have here are not the one uh, uh, who's, who's on top of everything and they're running the show. And yes, we want, to, we want to build this church, but we know one thing for sure. Almost every month, we're reminded as pastors that you're not the pastor technically of the, of the church that you pastor. Yes, we're leaders, but the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He will build His. It is Christ that will build this church. So don't be surprised. Ang galing naman ang victory. No. Galing ni Lord. You don't know who we are. We're weak, we're limited. But one thing we know, Lord, we're weak and we're limited. You take control. You step forward. You fill in the gap. That's how we can be effective as a church. How you can be effective as a husband, as a father, as a brother, as a friend. That you know your limitations. That is what causes you to wake up every morning. And before you go to your job, you want to seek the face of God and thank God for what He has done for the past few days. That God is in control of your life. That God has protected you all these years. That God has been so good to you. That everything that we do revolves around who Jesus is. That He is our universe. Amen. That everything that we do, we would always see to it that it is filtered through what pleases God. Your life will not fail if everything that you do goes with a question. That every time you make a decision, you always ask yourself, does it please God? Does it honor God? Does it give God the glory? Because He's the foundation of your life. 
Let me continue. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together. That yes, we're dependent on who Christ is as our cornerstone, but the Lord has invited people like you. So whether you like it or not, you're joined together. Whether you like the person beside you or not, you're joined together. Because the gospel says that both Jews and Gentiles should what? Bond. Because that's the essence of the gospel. You are unacceptable, but you choose to accept the other person. Because in Christ, Christ himself went to the cross and accepted you. Though he has seen how ugly you are. Ganda ng word na yun, no? He opted to stick his neck out and be with you. It is understandable that Christ will be there for you if you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Thus, someone will be there for you. But in your ugliness, Will someone be there for you? Christ Jesus was there on the cross, forsaken for you and me. He accepted you amidst your failures and your sins and the things that you did in the past. He made a decision. I will not leave you. I'll be there for you. And I will be with you every step of the way. When you realize that Christ has accepted you, the person beside you is acceptable. And this is what the Bible says. The word joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In Him you also are being built together. Have I ever, I don't know if, you've, if you have thought of this. Marriages are being divided. Churches are divided. Organizations are divided. Because the greatest weapon of the devil is to divide you. Because when you're divided, God is no longer present. The key to success is for you to understand not just in church, but even in your life, that Christ is your cornerstone. He is the foundation of your life, that you're joined with the people in that family, that you will work things out and you will move forward, that God is not for divorce and God is not for parting ways, that we will settle our issues because Christ should be pleased in our midst. I'm telling you right now, time and time and again, we have opinionated pastors and great pastors. We have 65 churches all over the Philippines. And we, we passionately fight over issues. But the question we always ask ourselves when we fight on a certain issue, does this concern please the Lord? In your marriage, yes, you've got issues. You have, your, your concerns are valid. But when you part ways, is God pleased? Or you choose to set aside your your, your, your concerns, and though it's left unanswered, you choose, we'll do this together. Parting ways is not part of our vocabulary. We will be in this together, amen. And we will fight for this marriage. We will fight for this organization. We will fight for this church because Jesus Christ fought for us on the cross. Amen. Can we give God a glory for that? Christ is the foundation. This is why as we gathered together say the word together we're simply saying that we want to be part of a fellowship that we're not just part of a church you can know people in this room and not be connected to anyone that's not what a church is a church is joined together and i don't know if you're familiar of how they would build structures in the old testament and even in the new testament that they will cut a portion of that brick to fit it with another brick so if you're offended by someone, don't take it against a person. God is just using that person to what? To cut something that will not be beneficial in building God's church. 
Your shape might be different. And probably you're saying, God, I don't think you like me. No, it's not about liking you. God wants to use you. So before God can use you, He will not only use you just because you look good and you want to do it your way. God wants to cut you so that you can compliment the people in the church. To build an edifice, to build a structure. Okay? The person involved with it, whether that's a mason or, or an engineer, has to cut it accurately to fit everything. So the structure, after it's done, looks appealing, attractive to the people that are outside of that gathering. One of the things that people will be attracted to us is that we fit together. There is understanding, there is love. We care for one another. We appreciate one another. We grow together. We support one another. We don't have to tell the, the whole world that we're Christians and we need to preach a gospel for an hour. People will see it from afar. It is our testimony that will cause people to gravitate towards us. It is my prayer for this church that more than just being part of this church, that you will be part of a fellowship. That you're not just coming here every Sunday. That you're connected with someone. Because a church is not just a place where you comply and attend and regularly do your part every Sunday. But you're connected to a group. We have a, a, a huge church here in the south. My question with you right now, are you part of a group? Because at the end of the day, church is not just a gathering. It's a gathering of people called for the purpose of God. If you're not connected, how can you discover your purpose? How can you do your purpose? You need to be connected with a group. Let me ask you this question. Okay? How many of you here, honestly, and it doesn't make you less of a Christian, how many of you here are part of our victory group? Raise your hand. You are part. You are part. Good. Appreciate it. Can we give them a round of applause right now? The intention of a church is not just holy Catholic and, you're, and, and, and one. The intention is that it is rooted in Christ, that we are connected relationally because the Bible is really clear as we end. And day by day attending the temple together. Say the word together. Yes, they go to church together. They just don't go to church together and breaking bread in their homes. Kumakain po sila. Sino mahilig kumain? How many of you here realize something? Pag kumakain ka, you drop your guards. No matter how you would want to put walls to isolate yourself from other people, pag if you're eating, you begin to drop your guards. You, you begin to loosen up when you're eating. How many of you here? Yes, of course. We want to loosen up because we want to enjoy the meal, right? You don't do square meal, right? Like a military, you don't do that. You want everything to be enjoyable. So this is what a small group is. Yes, breaking bread in their homes, they receive their food with glad and generous hearts. Wow, how many of you here, when somebody invites you for, for lunch, you, you, you want to accept it with generous hearts? <laughs> you you, you want to welcome that. Because, because you know it's, it's a picture of, of acceptance. In 47, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day. Those who were being, some would say about 3,000. Because something is celebrated. That the gospel is not just about someone going up stage telling you what you need to do. And then you, you need to just obey because that's just how it should be. No, there is meaning. There is a reason why we're doing what we're doing. You're not just coming here and worshiping God. I hope that the Lord will, will drop that, that desire in your heart that I need to be connected with someone. I need a friend in church. I need a community in church. I need to be part of a victory group. 
Pastor, I've been a Christian for quite some time. You, you're, you're missing the point. God wants you to be introduced to a group of people. Yes, they're not perfect. But it's amazing to be fitted with other believers. Joined together. Rises to become a holy temple of the Lord. So when you're off and you don't want to join an authentic fellowship, you're simply saying, God, I'm on my own. I'm, I'm, I'm Rambo. If, if you're not really that young, okay? Or if you're old, you're familiar with this. It's like somebody part of the body. How would you look up here for a while? I say, you're part of the body. And you're simply saying that this part of the body is beautiful. For example, you are an eye. And there are eyes that are really beautiful. I just can't help but, but stare at it. No matter how beautiful you are, and you gouge and pluck that eye, cut it with a scissor, put it on top of the table. How many of you here, you, you, you can still validate and say, yes, that eye is still beautiful, even if it's outside the body? And no, it's not. Because your beauty can only be appreciated when you're part of the body. Some of us are disconnected. And this is not a rule. We're just excited to, to plug you with other people. So if you don't have a small group, approach one of our leaders here. Approach me if you want to talk to me. You want to start a group, approach me after the service. I want to, I want to interact with you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is what's happening in all our groups that we show love. Powered by our understanding of the gospel. I don't know if you're familiar with this. The first he sent his son, Jesus Christ. About a week ago, he sent his spirit. Now he's sending the church. We don't have to comply to, to a certain requirement to be fitted into this church. No, you're welcome. Well, the greatest need of a person is acceptance. Every person that comes into this gathering or our victory groups, this question is not a theological question. It is a cultural question. They will not ask, okay, how, how to expound on Genesis? Or what's the Greek word of a certain word in the Bible? People will always ask, will I be accepted in that community? And you will never feel and experience that acceptance if you're not part of a group. This is why, as a church, our mission, just like what Acts 1.8 says, that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us, and you'll be my witnesses. We're not just gathered every Sunday. That as you belong to a group, there is a mission. There is a purpose. One of the things I've learned through the years as a father, as a husband, as a pastor, is that when you know what you're called to do, you will have life. I know that most of you are familiar with this. That when you discover where, what you're created to do for the purposes of God, you can help. But enjoy the satisfaction that goes with it. My question with all of us here, as a Christian, do you understand that you're called by God to touch the world? It is my prayer that as we grow in a relationship and as we model forgiveness in this relationship that we have with, with one another, is that people will find us effective in our mission. That we have foundation rooted in Christ Jesus. That we are in a relationship and a fellowship. And we are right now familiar Conscious that we have a mission. Remember this. Somebody said this. I don't know who. Okay, but it did not come from me. It says right here. God does not have a mission. For his church. 
He created this church and let me think what, what's my plan with you guys. No. He knows what he is up to and he created the church. God does not have a mission for his church. He has a church for his mission. So church, don't just go here. Be the church. Don't just go to church. Be the church. And the Bible is really clear that before we read chapter 2, verse 19 to 22, this is what's written before that. But God being rich in mercy. How many of you here are thankful that God is rich in mercy? That He has forgiven us. Rich in mercy, rich in grace. Because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses. Made us alive together again, okay? Together with Christ, by grace, you've been saved. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. This is not your own. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of nothing to work for. Not a result of work so that no one may boast. Everything that we have talked about is summarized. That Christ came and He's the foundation of everything that we're doing. That we love the people in this group, even though they're unlovable because of this, that He loved us, though we're unlovable. That though we don't deserve the grace of God, He extended the grace. And not just the grace, but His mercy. That today we can boast about what we've accomplished and our righteousness because it is a gift from the Lord. It is my prayer. Yung experience po natin sa Panginoon will be the basis, will be the template, will be the blueprint, will be the reference of how we go about loving each other and loving the world. As we grow in a relationship with God vertically, and you know when you know if you're growing vertically, because everything that you do horizontally is influenced by the relationship that you have with Christ. Remember this, that what Christ came to do is what we are called to do. For the last time, I'm not here to twist your arm. And I want to be honest with you. I want to do what Christ did on the cross. And as a pastor, I would want to replicate what He did by loving the unlovable, by reaching out to people that are isolated, by opening my door and inviting people who doesn't know the gospel. Before we can reach out to the people outside of this gathering, we have to grow in our relationship, fitted together, joined together, becoming a holy temple of God. I want to serve you as your pastor. I want to be a blessing to you. I want you to grow in your walk with God. So if you don't have a small group, a victory group, Pastor, I want to be part of your group. I have a group for singles, couples. Pastor Chico, the same way. We have seen how the Lord has worked in our midst. That more than just coming to church, we can see the person eyeball to eyeball. That you can find real friends in this church. Not in this gathering, but in smaller groups. So if you want to be part of a group, probably you're saying, Pastor, once a month long, let me give it a try. Or once every, once a day. <laughs> once a week. Once every two weeks. You fill in the blanks, but we want you to be connected. 
Because this is where you will discover what God has in store for all of us. If you're the person right now, you want to be part of a group. Pastor, I did submit my info, uh, information, but nobody gave me a call. Forgive me. But as your pastor, I want to, once again, use this opportunity to invite you to be part of a group. So if you are that person, you're thinking twice, just, just raise your hand. We'll give you a call. We'll plug you into a group. It's your call. So before I pray for you and bless you so that you can have a great week, if you want to be part of a small group, I want you to slowly raise your hand if you want to be part. One, can you raise your hand? Somebody will approach you. Two, three, four, five. Good. How many of you here, you're thankful? That we can grow together. That we can care for each other. The way Christ has gone out of His way to care for us. Lord, thank You that You came to do, Lord God, what we are called to do. Lord, we're holy, we're Catholic, we're one. We're anchored in You. We will grow in fellowship because we have a mission. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.